0: i feel like i need to move the plantain chips off of the desk because otherwise i'm gonna like not knowingly just grab grab a handful and then start chomping away
1: during the middle of the episode <laughs> welcome everyone to the we grow together podcast this is laura DiFrancesco. i'm the founder and ceo of flourish co-working space hello hello
0: this is Lindsay, the co-founder of flourish
2: co-working space snacker extraordinaire yes lover of the snacks i'm casey the community manager of flourish co-working space We are
1: so excited to have our first guest on the podcast, Danielle Messi. She is a spiritual therapist. Oh my goodness, guys, how epic was that conversation? So good. Amazing. It's so valuable. I can't wait for people to listen. I just absolutely loved it. I feel like everybody who's in business, you learn so much about accounting and finance and lean startup and everything. And even if you're just in your career, but if you're looking to level up and take things th- to the next level, I really think that understanding spiritual wellness and holistic wellness is super important and we really deep dive into that and I just think you're going to find so much value from this episode.
0: Definitely. And if you haven't, if you don't know who Danielle is, once you hear her, you're just like, okay, you're so knowledgeable that I just want to sit here and listen to you talk about all the things that like I'm so interested in when I, because we had her in for the self care Sunday event. But when I was on the call with her and we were talking about it and what it was going to be like. I remember we sat on the phone for probably like 40 minutes and I was like, just keep talking because I'm, I, I love hearing everything that she talks about and the way that she says it. It just like really brings it home.
2: I agree. And she gets real with things. Like she's not afraid to be like, you know what, starting out I wasn't making any money, but I implemented these spiritual practices and now I'm making which I think she said like times seven, what she started out making just because she did the shadow work, which she talks all about in the episode. And how important that is to not only growing like your personal development, but it also helps you succeed in your business. So it's just such a cool conversation.
1: Yeah. And we dive into manifestation, which you guys know, if you don't know, I love, I'm obsessed with manifestation. I talk to Lindsay about it all the time. And I think that so many people talk about just put good out there and, you know, make it happen, but they don't talk about like the actual work in manifestation because things just don't happen you have to put in the work for manifestation and it's also figuring out your blind spots and she goes into it about manifestation it's so good i can't wait to listen back to this Mm -hmm. me too
0: i'm so excited yeah so everyone welcome danielle
3: massey Hi, everybody. (laughs) I'm Danielle Massey. I'm the spiritual therapist. I own the Wellness Collective in Center City, Philadelphia, and I'm also a spiritual coach. So I worked with people one-on-one and in group settings to help them uncover parts of themselves they didn't realize were there.
1: I love that. I feel like we're always in need of uncovering the parts that we didn't know were there for better and for worse. I feel like we can all always work on those areas and then the hidden gems that are there as
0: well. Definitely. And I always say that before you start going out and like and like achieving these huge goals, like there's always a certain part of personal development that you need to do that comes first before you start like focusing on other things and building other things. So let's get started. I want to ask what your career path has looked like. So give us an idea of like where
3: you started out and what led you into this space that you're in today. Well, I took such like a weird trajectory. I don't know how many astrology people are listening right now, but it's really, really specific to like my South Node, North Node stuff where like I was so heavy into feeling like I needed a science background to get to where I had to go. I wanted to be a doctor or a psychiatrist. And then I was like, well, Maybe that's not the path. I'll do neuroscience. And that is what I ended up doing. And the more I kind of forced that, the less it felt like it was the right move. Because while I love the information, it really wasn't going to give me the fields that I wanted, because I wanted to be able to connect with people one on one and make a big difference. So right after I graduated from graduate school, I went and opened my own private practice with a few of my friends, which was great. Except I wasn't fully showing up. As myself, I was still coming from that kind of like masculine energy, heavy on the knowledge, but not so much focus on like the divine feminine creative flow and being of service. And so, last, oh gosh, it's two years ago now, in 2018, I was diagnosed with cancer, and that was a really big turning point for me. Because having cervical cancer, I sort of had to reevaluate everything I'd done up until that point, the 10 years I put into private practice and go, is this actually aligned with what I want to do? Or am I just trying to force something that doesn't fit? And so when I came back from having cancer and I was cleared with a full bill of health, I just quit and opened my own practice, which is the Wellness Collective. And I made it as like woo-woo and creative and flowy as I could possibly make it. So it just really went in a different direction. I'm so happy that I did.
2: I love that. I think that that's so amazing too. And of course, we're so happy to hear that you have a clean bill of health now. That's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, I have a question. I have a question with you. Yeah.
0: Um, so I think that it's really interesting that you were saying that you were operating in a world of masculinity. And I think that like the saving grace for you was like finally being able to work in that space of feminine energy And, like, can you speak on that for someone who doesn't really know, like, what feminine and masculine energy is and, like, what that may look like in their daily life?
3: Yeah, absolutely. So we all have both masculine and feminine energy. It's not specific to your gender or to to your ascribed sex. It's just the energy that you have within your body. Masculine energy looks like a lot of hustle, like a lot of planning, like a lot of needing the degree to back up the work that you're doing. Whereas the feminine energy is more of the creative flow and like the let's slow this down and ground and get into a space of relaxation. And then the negatives that can come up with that are feeling too flighty we not being able to start a project. So both when they're out of balance can cause you to do things totally out of alignment with yourself. So if you're too masculine, you're going to be too hustle, hustle, hustle. If you're too feminine, you might be so creative that you never start. And so there needs to be a balance of somewhere in the middle of those two where they meet and cause you to just find a way to lean into it where you're aligned but allow it to flow in a way that's strategic.
0: Definitely. It's something that we always talk about too, is like we are always like go, go, go. But then we also need to create space to just create. Like Laura is always talking about creating space to create. So I think that that's something that everyone could probably work on It's just balancing those two different energies. And
1: I have to say, you totally illuminated things for me of why I have felt so much better over the last several weeks. With quarantine going on, I have spent so much more time in flow rather than subscribe to my plan and my schedule, which is insane and color-coded and all over the place, and I feel like I have felt so, so much better, and I've known that it's because I'm more in flow and more creative, but I also have totally felt that I feel so much more feminine as well.
3: Mm -hmm. And actually, it's funny because when I first met you, Laura, you had given that whole talk about sleep and how important it was for your business to actually take a moment and focus on yourself. And the whole time you were talking, I was like, this is a talk about divine feminine energy and embracing that instead of embracing the hustle mindset of the masculine. That whole talk was that, and we need to find the balance in between the two in order to feel like our best selves.
1: Oh my gosh, that's so wild. I, you know, I, I so agree with you and I would never have known that that, talk about sleep. And of course, self-care, which is something that is, you know, much more feminine quality, um, is helping you cultivate that divine feminine energy. And I I feel like that's really what replenishes your energy. And you had spoken at our self-care workshop at Flourish about energy abundance, which I'd love for you to talk more about. I missed your chat. um, But overall, I think it's one of the most important things that you can focus on in your life.
3: Yeah, absolutely. When we come from either too much hustle, or too much flow, we're not actually doing what it is what we're supposed to be doing, or that fills us up. And so so many people get stuck in one side or the other and don't know how to reel themselves back in. So if we could do just like a little self diagnosis on a regular basis of like, am I hustling too much, and I'm out of alignment? Or am I creating too much where I'm out of alignment? How do I get myself back to neutral? I would imagine that a lot more people would show up in a really big way in their own lives and their businesses and their relationships.
0: A hundred percent. I definitely agree with you.
1: So we talk about the balance of energy and self-awareness. Of course, productivity is going to be an indicator, but what else can you use to determine when you're out of sync and when you need to work on your energy abundance and then what should be the first person that someone does to work on their energy
3: abundance. And so you're going to feel it within your body first and foremost. And that's usually the things that we can hold on to that are the easiest measure. So just do a body scan of yourself on a day where you're feeling pretty good and go, okay, my heart rate's pretty normal. I feel well rested. I don't feel the urge to eat random things. I just feel really at peace, not a lot of stress, all those kind of things. And then if you don't feel that on a regular basis, try and figure out why. Are you hustling too much? Are you so stuck in the creative that you're not actually tuning into your body? Your body is the key for a lot of that misalignment. So just check back in and go, oh man, I've been snacking on weird things. What's going on? Or I didn't sleep. What's going on? And then you'll have an answer and a way back in. It's a good segue.
0: So what would you do, what would you tell someone to do in order to like get back there? Like what are like some actual like tactical things that
3: you can do? So you want to kind of do the antidote for whatever it is that you're out of alignment with. So if you're too divine masculine, you do something that's more of the feminine. So if you're hustling and hustling and hustling and you find yourself waking up in the middle of the night or not being able to fall asleep, what you want to do the next day is find a way to ground. And relax and kind of restore yourself. So maybe through some meditation or yoga, or just giving yourself permission to nap. Naps are like so underrated. We should all be napping, especially when you feel like you're out of alignment or the opposite is true on the flip side. So if you're really like coming up with these amazing creative ideas, or you feel like you have a thousand ideas and you can't start one, you need to be doing more of the planning, You have to come up with some strategy and put yourself on a deadline. Like, okay, it's great that I have a thousand ideas. I'm going to pick one today and start to map out what that's going to look like and then launch it on this date. Be a little bit more strategic about it.
2: Can you also, I know um, when you were speaking to us at the self-care workshop, you were talking about how in your business, until you were taking your self-care Seriously, and working on your energetic abundance, that you didn't see success in your business until you started doing that. Could you just talk a little bit about that?
3: You know, how it applies to business and stuff as well? Absolutely. Yeah, this is one of my favorite topics. Your aura is your biggest advertisement. When your energy is that? shitty, Nobody wants to buy anything from you. They don't want to be around you. And you kind of propel people away. So what you'll find is if your energy is out of alignment, you'll be telling people, okay, this costs this much. And they're going, Ooh, that feels too steep. I don't really want to, can I check back in with you later? And they're going to just kind of repel away from you and you'll see it in every way. So what I was doing in my own business was when I was hustling like crazy, I was putting myself out there launching all the things, talking everywhere, speaking at all the local programs. And it was like, I wasn't getting the clients I wanted, first and foremost, and they weren't staying. Once I stopped doing all that stuff and just started tuning into myself and working on my own aura, my vibration, my energy, people would just come out of the woodwork like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know how I found you, but I need to work with you. I don't care how much it costs. And that was a huge shift for me because I was like, man, I was putting myself everywhere before. And now I'm not really doing that and people are just finding me. So your energy and your aura are the key to unlocking some really, really big levels of your business.
0: Yeah, I think that that's something that me, Laura and Casey all revisited at one point, honestly, like right before this um, pandemic happened. But we were talking about how we were doing so much outreach on our events and like telling people all the things that we had going on like this is so awesome like if you're really into this like we're just gonna put it out there and then and then we were like this is becoming like I don't know Laura what would you say we were I we were like I feel like this is becoming too it's much too like forced. we're pushing like a rock up a hill
3: basically
0: yeah.
3: and then it burns out that way right right
0: Yes. So then we were like, you know what, we just need to keep creating value, keep putting the good stuff out there. And like the people will come like we just need to keep doing what we're doing. And like the people will come. So that was like a conversation. I feel like we did just open up like a whole entire new, like big topic for some people who may not have heard of auras of auras before. So would you mind explaining that to everyone? Like what an aura is? Yeah, and how you actually like embrace your aura, make it bigger, how you put it back into alignment, all those
3: things. Yeah, so the basic science behind your aura is that we all vibrate, we all carry a vibration. So just like we kind of measure things like an earthquake and there's a seismic scale to measure that, so too humans have a vibration that they carry. It's where the whole like high vibe thing comes from. When people vibrate at higher levels, their aura is larger. Your average person has an aura of just a couple of inches beyond their body. And some people, if they're really highly attuned to it, can actually see auras. And this is kind of crazy. I just found this out recently. But if you look into like old paintings from like way, way back, Renaissance and earlier, what you'll notice is they have a circle around people's heads. And it was mistaken before as being a halo. And it's actually their aura because more people back then could see it than they can now. Likely because like everything with evolution, it didn't really feel as necessary eventually. And so your eyes adjusted, things changed and less people pick up on it. But some people still do. And your aura can expand based on your energy. So the better your energy is, which means the more in alignment it is and the more centered you are within yourself, the larger your aura grows. Because of the fact that everything is energy and we have this vibration, when people vibrate really high, we are naturally attracted to them, like protons and electrons. We want to be near the people who have excess energy because it makes us literally feel good. It feels good to be around people with a large aura. And so the larger your aura is, the clearer your aura is, the more people want to buy whatever it is that you're selling. And so it's huge for business to be working on it. A lot of celebrities or people who have to hold space for a lot of people practice kundalini yoga because it's a really powerful way to clear out and expand the aura so that you can hold space for a lot of people. It's extremely popular. It's just one of the ways to do it.
2: Yeah, like kundalini yoga is a part of your practice. Is there anything else that you use in your daily like wellness and spiritual practice?
3: Yeah, I know I talked to you guys about kundalini yoga and it's definitely one of my favorite things to do for myself. But when I do my group programs, the other thing that I do, which I promote more often is what's called shadow work. So it's meditation where you kind of go in and clear up any negative energy that's in your aura and just get rid of it for good. So it's not like you get better for a little while and then it's like, oh, everything kind of sucks again. You just get it out. So it just stays at that level. So your homeostasis becomes just a little bit more high vibe
0: that's really cool have you ever heard it so my my doctor as like a healing protocol I'm doing this like healing for to balance out my hormones and everything um she does clearings but she'll clear like things that I'm allergic to and I have to like go in and tap on acupressure points yeah and then I like close the gate and then um do like a little bit of my central nervous system like okay your doctor's
3: the coolest by the way (laughs) I (laughs) agree seriously (laughs) is so cool
0: Mm -hmm. But she does it for allergies and like she said that I'm also, she she goes over like what you're allergic to and then Mm -hmm. she'll have you clear that.
3: Yeah, so she's either doing one of two things or a combination of two. One is called NET where it's like muscle testing your body to see what sits within your body well and what doesn't. And the other one is emotionally focused tapping, where you tap on acupressure points and kind of get the energy moving within your body so that it releases from those centers and moves. And as it dissipates and goes in other places, you're more balanced. So your doctor's the coolest. And when this is over, you need to shout her out in some way because (laughs) that's amazing. And I love, love, love that she's doing that. Yeah,
0: she definitely kills it. She actually does both. She does muscle testing to see what I need to be cleared for
3: hmm That's how she finds your allergies? hmm Yeah. I'm obsessed with her. I don't even know her. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and,
1: and what is the process that you do to clear negative energy? Could you explain that in greater detail?
3: Yeah, this is um, one of my favorite things to do for sure. So what I do is I have people kind of self-diagnose by dropping them into a semi-hypnotic state. So I take you through a deep, deep, deep meditation until you're like sort of aware and sort of not. And then you kind of ask yourself and what comes out of your mouth typically is like my spleen is off or like my kidneys are going through this or I've passed life karma that needs to be cleared. And you're like, where did that come from? I don't know why I'm saying that. But once you kind of get all the noise to settle, it just comes out of your mouth. And when that happens, we can do healing to clear up whatever that is. So for me, the pathway to get there is through meditation, but also EFT is incredible. NET, which is the muscle testing is incredible. These healing modalities are all so closely related and work really well together, which is part of the reason why I formed the Wellness Collective in the first place. Because for me, it's not like one of these things is the answer, it's not. It needs to be a collective effort. And if somebody's coming in and saying, I have horrible relationships and I don't know what to do, I want them to see me. I want them to see a Reiki person. I want them to go for muscle testing. I want them to do EFT at home because you're going to move through it so much faster. It's not going to be months and months of agony. It's going to be a month. And all of a sudden you're like, wow, this really evolved quickly. And I feel great. That's how healing should be.
0: What, what is EFT? Is it like energy field therapy or something?
3: That's the emotionally focused tapping. So like your doctor has you do where you tap on those like pressure points.
1: I'm glad you asked that lens. And can we go back for a second? And what was the type of yoga? I know that we're speaking to two yogis, Lindsay and Casey are both your yoga teacher certified, but I have no idea what type of yoga you're talking about and
3: how it's different than the yoga that I do at my gym. Kundalini yoga is like um, yoga for the mind instead of being yoga for the body. So not a lot of gyms or places that have yoga will have Kundalini, though a couple of places in Philly now have it. So it's more about what you're chanting and the mudra that you're doing, which a lot of it is like these little finger movements partnered up with some Sanskrit words that match. So like saying things like Sat Nam, as you're doing these different movements. And there's thousands of different ones that you can practice, they're called Kriyas each one has a different purpose. Some are for healing. Some are for abundance, like financial flow. Some are for love and relationships. It just depends on what you want to practice.
1: And if someone's interested in practicing that, do you have any recommendations since it's not at your average gym?
3: Yeah, my recommendation is to start with finding a mentor who can teach you. Because just doing it on YouTube isn't really going to get you to the right place because there's so many intricate little movements that you need. It's not like a general thing where you're like, I kind of got it. You kind of need to make it exact. So the key thing with Kundalini is that there's a pineal gland that is kind of right here at the forebrain. And what it does is it every time you repeat a word in Kundalini, you put your tongue in the roof of your mouth and that sends a vibration up into that pineal gland which then disperses and decalcifies. So if you're doing it wrong, you're just kind of not going to get the effects in the same way. And that's
1: something that you do too.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love kundalini yoga. I'm working on my certification right now, so I don't have it yet. But there's plenty of mentors online. So many people practice kundalini nowadays. So you could easily find someone close by to wherever you are.
2: Wow.
1: This is opening up so many more things Woo woo than I had any idea about because I am so into these things because I truly think that you build your understanding of business, true, and you build your understanding of relationships and everything. But until you get to this next level, talking about energy and aura and these, you know, areas of the brain, that's higher level functioning that you're going to take to higher level
3: success. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That- kundalini is really cool for that because it can take you from having like a 10k month to like a 25k month or a 50k month very quickly just by making some really quick shifts to your aura so that was wild for me when i first started because i went from making god i was like making no money in my old job when i worked in my original private practice with my friends because i was not living from that great energetic place i think now i've like um my income's like seven times what i was making a month when I was doing that. And this is two years later. And all I changed was showing up in the way that I want to show up and not really quieting the spiritual side and kundalini and meditation. That's it. (sighs) I work less now than I did then. That's
1: incredible. I'm so proud of you.
3: Thank you. I'm proud of you too, for like having the courage to step out of the role that you were in because at your old job, it was so much hustle and so much that was demanded of you. And you kind of did the same thing where you stepped in and said, this is not the space for me. I'm going to do this my way.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that. I definitely did. The difficulty is that there's so much that I carry with me, from just seven years of building on those sort of expectations and routines and functions and systems in my body and mind of pressure. And even though I have my own space and my own businesses and my own world that I'm creating now, I feel like I still have patterns that I'm working through in order to continue to work on expressing myself and voicing my thoughts and everything. I think every day is an opportunity to expand and grow more.
3: Well, that's the start. Yeah. Now it's only going to get better from here.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think that being aware is definitely like, like that's, that's where you start. I think for someone who doesn't practice all these things, like where do you think is a good place? Cause like, I love the woo woo. <laughs> I am like I'm so open to it. But for someone who isn't as familiar with it, what would you say are, are a couple good places for them to start to hone in on like their spiritual side?
3: So I always say that the easiest way to start is the thing that you're already probably doing and not recognizing that you're doing, which is like picking up pretty crystals when you go to Urban Outfitters because they're there now. And Finding ones that feel good for you because just like human beings, those have a vibration. So you're picking up certain ones because you just like them. Start just carrying those around. Essential oils, which I always have a bunch around me because they're so amazing. Just pick up essential oils and start kind of rubbing them on your hands, smelling them, those little tiny things. And then just look for nudges in a direction. Like if angel numbers pop up, like 1111 or 222 or 444, they usually have a meaning. So start to look for the meaning in things? Or like seeing certain animals outside. Why do I keep seeing butterflies or bunnies or hawks? Like why do these things keep popping up? That's like the intro way in. And then if you wanna up the ante a little bit, start just looking on YouTube and just watching things and seeing how you feel about it. Because it, it's not for everybody and you don't have to go any further than you want to. But if it piques your curiosity, check it out.
2: Is there any like specific, I know you said YouTube, is there any other specific resources you used once you started getting more into this that helped you in your
3: journey? So for me, I always believe that there needs to be an energy exchange, like an exchange of money in order to have something kind of manifest in the right way. And this is personal to me, it doesn't have to be that way for anybody else. So when I started, I said, I want to find a coach that really aligns with what I want to do and that speaks to me and so I found one and it's funny because she actually went to high school with me and even though she lives in California and I live in Philly and we're both from New York we just like reconnected in a really bizarre way all this time later just like we were talking about before where there was no advertisements no like sales pitches I just felt like I kept wanting to click on her name on Facebook and was like why do I keep looking after her and then found out that she was a Kundalini business coach I invested in her program, and when I did, it was like everything kind of shifted at that point. And now I actually work for her too, which is fun, because it just kind of grew to this point where I now have something to offer the girls that go through her program. So for me, it's always like money in equals money out. I always believe in an exchange. But if that isn't for you, that's not for you, and that's okay too. You need to do what feels right within your body. So check in with yourself and ask, what is it that I need to be doing right now? Something will pop up. I really like that idea.
2: Um, I forget what podcast I was listening to specifically, but they talk about when you're like interested in certain people, they're called your expanders. So you should investigate why you feel so interested in certain people. Um, And that kind of sounds like that's what happened
3: with you. Absolutely. And I've seen that with other people too. Like now I have a new mentor. Again, there's no reason for me to find her. She's in the UK and she's like, we have nothing in common, no people in common. And I just kept coming across her like, why is this happening? And then it turned out that she taught me something about myself that I needed to know. And so I'm so grateful that I did. Allow those people who keep popping up on you to open the door in some way, figure out why it is that they keep popping up. I think that that's
0: so awesome. I think it's almost like there, when you're, Working with, like, your higher self and this higher energy, there are no coincidences. If something is calling out to you or if something is piquing your interest, it's for a reason. There's obviously, like, a lot of different avenues that you can explore when it comes to spirituality, but I think that what you're interested in, you're interested in it for a reason. Like, what you're researching or what you come across on Google that, like, you want to click on, you want to click on it for a reason and, like, Mm -hmm. embrace that.
3: Absolutely. I do everything that way. If I see something more than once and it's like, man, this keeps popping out of me, I'm like, let me just get it and then I'll figure it out later. And obviously that's easier when it's like the little things like uh, crystal or essential oils versus like a coaching program. But still, there's a reason why they keep popping up. So just worthy enough to investigate nothing is a coincidence. Would you
2: tell people who, you know, are wanting to kind of expand their practice with spirituality to just kind of start following their interests? Is that just a good place for them to start? It's just to start, you know, being Mm -hmm. mindful of where they want to spend their money and stuff like that.
3: Absolutely. So I think every one of us is our own inner guru. We already have the answers. So check in with yourself and just see what feels good. And that's like the divine feminine energy of like, instead of overthinking this and overanalyzing what feels good to me right now. And let me just spend some time there.
0: Oh, you are just so awesome. I'm like, I love this conversation. I'm, I'm excited Thank to you. listen to this myself. Okay. Yeah, so too. I know that we've talked a little bit about like, um, that side of the spiritual side of things. I want to talk about selfish Philly because this is like a new endeavor that you started. And I want to talk about like how that came about, what it means to you, how you've like, created this massive community so quickly. So yeah.
3: Yeah. As Selfish Philly kind of came. I was like just fresh out of surviving cancer. And I was in this spot where I was really disappointed with what happened with my healthcare team it felt like nobody really knew how to help me heal emotionally. All they could do was cut into me and then like make sure that the repairs for that were okay. And over and over again, I was like, man, you guys don't talk to each other. You don't really know how to help me through this. And I'm lucky in that I'm really well connected in the therapy world and in the healing world that I knew who to go to. But all I could think of was most people don't Most people don't have access to those resources or the knowledge of where to go. And so I wanted to create a space where every self-care option that you can possibly think of as weird and far out there as you can even imagine to as mainstream as you can imagine, we're all under the same roof. And that's kind of how Selfish Billy was born. And at the same time that I was having these thoughts, this girl, and this is another one where it's like when you hear a name so many times, just roll with it like three or four different people were like, man, I really need to introduce you to Carly Myers. And I was like, I don't know who this is, but three other people have said the same thing. So she and I got coffee and it turns out that we had the exact same vision and same goal because she had struggled herself with something traumatic that happened to her mother as a child and she didn't get the resources she needed. She had to go on this crazy wild goose chase to find help for herself. And that's not the way that it should be healing should really be so seamless and so effortless and so a part of the norm that everybody knows exactly where to turn and what feels right for them. And that's why we created Selfish Philly. And the key to getting it to grow so big so fast, besides Kundalini Yoga, which I do every single day, and I just do it thinking about Selfish Philly in my mind as it goes, is just having the idea that there needs to be this thing that unites everybody and everybody going, man, I've been thinking the same thing. I think just because this is something everyone is longing for it really took off in a beautiful way and kind of snowballed into something so much bigger than we could have ever imagined
1: that's incredible and you have events as well correct
3: yep so leading up to selfish philly we just did a tele-summit that was this past friday and that was free for all of our ticket holders because we felt like since we had to postpone the conference because of COVID 19 we wanted to give back to everyone who had invested in us early So we had a tele-summit with four speakers and I did a half an hour long meditation to do some of that shadow work that we were talking about. And after the event is over, we have planned bi-monthly events all year long so that everybody has access to all of these tools throughout the year. So it's not like you go to this event and then nothing happens. You go to this event and then you have the follow-ups forever and always afterwards so that everybody has access to healing all the time.
1: Oh my gosh, that's incredible. So can you tell everybody where they can find out information about your event?
3: Yep. And all you have to do is go to Selfish Philly on Instagram. This is another example of why Kundalini works so well. We don't actually have a website. We don't have any advertisements for the conference. We don't have anything other than the Instagram. So when you really just kind of work on the energy around something, people come through. So Yeah, I'm really excited for that. If you guys are interested, that's how you find us at Selfish Philly. And the new date for the conference is going to be September 18th. Oh,
0: so cool. Awesome.
1: Can I ask you another selfish question um, before we wrap things up? I am fascinated by manifestation. And I would love to hear your thoughts on manifestation and how someone can manifest something in their life? What you would recommend for manifestation?
3: So first off, you need to get into my Facebook group, the Clarity Club with Danielle Massey, because I'm currently running a challenge right now called the Affirmation Challenge to teach people how to manifest. And it's step-by-step every week of what you need to do to manifest whatever it is that you want to manifest. But I'll give you guys a sneak peek into it here on the podcast. So the first thing is there's something within your energetic field that's holding you back from being able to get whatever it is that you want. It's why it hasn't shown up already. So you need to figure out what that is. And in the Facebook group, I actually have a short meditation that brings you down deep into yourself and then you ask yourself what it is. And everyone who did it got an answer. And then what you do once you have that answer is ask yourself, what do I need to say instead? So the antidote for that message. And every time it comes up, no matter what, you say the antidote. And then also on top of that, three times every day in the morning, before you have time to overthink it, you say the antidote until that becomes a neural pathway that's really, really solidified. Step two of this whole thing is to start to get to a place where you really envision what it feels like to have whatever it is that you want. So if you're looking to scale your business or to have your life feel more balanced, you need to see exactly what that feels like for you. So you journal it out. What does it feel like to make a million dollars? What does it feel like for you to have that much money? How are you going to relate to friends and family when you do? Is it going to change anything with your relationships or your partner or your siblings? Literally know how it feels before it happens. And then what else is going to change if that happens? Are you going to live differently or live the same? And as you start to map out these different things, what you're doing is you're changing your vibration you're actually altering your vibration to expand out a bit to live in that frequency because our frequency is based on what we know and what we feel and what we experience. So you amplify that up a bit. And then once you have all that down, what you do next is you start living like it's already happened. So you start living like you're a millionaire, even if you're not. So you don't go around spending shit tons of money for no reason, but you start altering your relationships with the people around you or looking at money differently and going, you know, I don't have to worry about this anymore. And once you start doing that, all of a sudden, people start coming out of the woodwork, throwing money at you like, hey, like you have something I need. The last piece, and this is the most important one for me, is to always come at it from a place of service. Because when you're doing it from a place that feels kind of icky and like you're just trying to get something financial, it doesn't feel right in your body. I don't think, especially as women, that were really made to do that. I think instead the balance is more of how do I show up for other people in a really big way and make my message so big and so service-based that everyone feels aligned with it too. And that's kind of like my way of rounding out manifestation. But again, that's all in the Facebook group. So you guys have to get in there so that you can see and have access to the meditation and everything else.
1: That was fire. So what's the name of the the, uh,
3: Facebook group so everyone can join? Thank you. It's uh, The Clarity Club with Danielle Massey.
1: The Clarity Club with Danielle Massey. Everyone needs to join right this second. I'm literally going to close this out (laughs) and join the Facebook group. I'm so excited.
3: I'm so excited.
1: Cool.
0: Well, Case, Laura, do you
1: guys have any final questions? My final question would just be, I love everything that you've talked about. Do you have a book podcast resource for anyone who's
3: interested in learning more about these. So I put all of my stuff on social media. So all you need to do is follow me on Instagram at I am Danielle Massey and get into the Facebook group and all of my resources, everything end up getting posted on there. So I would love to see all of your faces. I drop all this information all the time. And if you have other questions, just DM me and I'll talk about them because I love to talk about everything kind of woo. It's just my jam. Amazing.
2: (laughs) Love it. Amazing. We're going to have everything linked in the show notes too. So if anyone needs anything, you can just look in the show notes and we'll have all Danielle's info linked there.
1: Exactly. Go show her some love. Give her some thanks, write a review, subscribe, let us know what you loved about the episode, share it with your friends. And especially if anything in here resonated, please, please, please DM Danielle, send her a message of thanks, especially if something has changed or improved in your life. I feel like the more that we spread good in this world, the more good comes back to us. Thank you everyone so much for joining us. I hope you tune in again for the We Grow
0: Together podcast. Also, if you do subscribe or if you do post a review or a rating, definitely screenshot it and send it to us. So that way, you can be entered to win the giveaway for one month free at Flourish.
1: Yeah, and include your your social information in there too, so we can give you a shout out on the podcast. All right, thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you.
2: Thanks, Danielle. Thanks,
0: Danielle. Thanks, Danielle. thanks guys.
1: Hey, everyone. We have such an exciting announcement. We are hosting the first ever Flourish Coworking Space Business Bootcamp. We have such a stacked lineup. It will be for three Wednesday evenings. In May from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern, and we will be meeting virtually. On May 13th, we'll be talking about business planning and leadership management. On May 20th, we'll be talking about marketing, sales, and strategy. And May 27th, we'll be talking about business, financials, taxes, and accounting. We hope that you join us and you can use the discount code WE GROW TOGETHER for 10% off until May 1st. We Grow Together will get you 10% off. You can bundle and save. So if you'd like to attend all three workshops, you'll get one session free and save $49. But if you can't and you just want to choose one or two of those, you can still use the code We Grow Together until May 1st to get 10% off. We will have all the information linked in the show notes. We hope that you join us. And if you didn't know and you've missed prior, workshops, you can always find those in the Flourish Co-working shop that we have linked in the show notes as well. You can do either the social media management workshop or the money management workshop. And if you're unable to attend the sessions that you sign up for, you will always have access to the video and you can even sign up for them after or get them after in the Flourish shop. So we hope to see you there and we hope you join us. Dean Street Law is our sister company. I'm Laura DiFrancesco, founder and CEO of Dean Street Law. It's a corporate law firm that helps you with everything corporate law and has tons of free resources and guides on our website that you can find everything from protecting your company from liability, forming a startup, and the different types of entities, all the way to intellectual property and social media. So if you'd like some free information on the legal aspects of your business, head over to DeanStreetLaw.com, and you can also find us on Instagram at Dean Street Law. We provide a lot of free information and always feel free to reach out to us if you have any questions. Thank you everybody for joining us this week. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks guys.